0: Taylor you listen to nothing but nonsense.
1: So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handoff,
0: quicks to the right, gets to the 20, he's on the 30, needs to cut in, he comes back up the right sideline, clicks a third tackle, comes down to the 30, he's down to the 20, he's down to the 10, he's down to the 5, he's out of the right side,
2: going to be sacked. No, gets away.
0: In. Third down, Alex takes the snap. Alex looking down in the post,
2: and it's good! Touchdown! Touchdown 49ers! <laughs> and it's second down, Ryan takes the snap, goes to the plant on the left side. It's Michael intercepts The 49ers pick it! And the ball!
0: Yeah. 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 Click, click. Boom. What's going on, faithfuls? Nothing but Niners crew is back. And guys, we have some guests. There's going to be more people popping in and everything. But before I get to that stuff, you guys know I got to go through these formalities. I'm going to introduce the guests. I promise Uh, you guys can see their beautiful faces over there already. But I got to run through these formalities. We're also going to buy some time. Uh, so that way other people can jump on here. Uh, first and foremost, if this is your first time here on the YouTube page and you enjoy the show, please, please, please hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, as well as turn on those notifications. Those are very important because we bring you guys breaking news videos in the middle of the day. Uh, we bring you guys shows <clears throat> that we can't always plan ahead, and we just go live. So if you have those notifications set, you won't miss a thing. We have a couple social media platforms that we want you guys to follow us on also, Twitter and Snapchat, those handles are nothing but nine. It's the number nine. Nothing but nine ers. All right. We have Facebook, Instagram, as well as Twitch. And that is nothing but Niners. That is spelled all the way out. You see it down there at the bottom of the screen. I'm your guy, 49ers Mike underscore NFL. Over here on this side for now is my girl Peachy. She is Crystal Peachy B. What's going on, girl? How
1: you feeling? What's up, man? I'm great. I'm great. I'm I'm glad to be here. You know, I love my NBN family, so I'm really, really glad to be part of this.
0: I like it. I really am. And let me introduce you to somebody who you've probably never spoke to before. (laughs) That's a joke, guys. That's a joke. My man down below, J.L. Chapman. John, what's going on, man? How you feeling, bro?
3: Man, this, you know, we were talking a little bit before the show. I love this time because we get time as a community. You know, 49ers are spoiled. There are so many... Part of my French badass content creators out there, and positive. It, you don't get this like contention, like oh, competition vibe. No, no, no. Plenty of room at the table, and man, I'm so glad to be here. Really appreciate you set this up, Mike. And again, spoiling the heck out of these listeners, which yeah. is
0: incredible. Love what you do, man, and just glad to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. So what I'm going to do now? I want to open the floor up to you each. Uh, let people know who you are, where they can find you. Uh, And then also promote your platform, okay? And then as people pop in, we're gonna keep them cycling through this whole thing, okay? So the first thing we're gonna do, we're gonna get my man Zach in here and then we're gonna pop Peachy on first so she can tell people who she is, where she wants them to follow her and what platform she's representing.
1: Hey, you guys. So, you know, it's me, Peachy B. Everybody knows who I am from Nitty Gritty Niners. We are now um, on Twitch, and it's under the Wayne Breezy platform on Twitch, so it's just Twitch TV um, at Wayne Breezy is all you need to do. My Twitter handle is listed right there. Um, our nitty gritty show, everyone knows we keep it real, we keep it one hundred, and but what we do keep it all niners, and we we literally uh, talk about anything under the sun from music to anything else but it all relates to our San Francisco 49ers. So I have been a 49er fan since I was 8 years old and that's just my my group, my crew. I've rode through the good, I've rode through the bad, I've rode through the ugly, <laughs> through, through the tribal and through through the great. So um yeah, so if anyone who is not following us currently should do that and also subscribe our our videos are going to be on youtube as replays because twitch only lets you hold them for 14 days Mm -hmm. so our live shows are going to be on twitch but all the videos you can find them under wayne breezy on youtube but thank you guys for all your support
0: no no problem now you guys are also running a contest guys they are doing a hundred dollar visa giveaway Mm -hmm. so what you have to do is go over there you subscribe and comment on, from my understanding, any video, is that it, or is it a certain video? But you comment, uh, go ahead, you you could break it down better than I can. I don't wanna say (laughs) anything wrong, I'm sorry.
1: You can comment on any video. Look, I will tell you, you can comment on any video that we have on there under nitty gritty, and Mm -hmm. all you have to do is just type the word giveaway. So all you have Mm -hmm. to do is just type giveaway. In your ender, that's it. All you have to do is subscribe and have giveaway. What we're doing it for is because we are almost at 1,000 subscribers. Thank you guys very, very, very much. And we, we really appreciate it. So we're just trying to reach that, that, that first milestone of 1,000. So we have a giveaway. I'm also debating on doing something else as well. So I'll keep you guys in the loop and let you know what that is.
0: That's what I'm talking about, man. hundred beans. I'm about to go over there and resubscribe. I'm going to make up some fake <laughs> account, go over there and get that visa gift card too. You know what I'm saying? So, but breezy up uh, breezy. Listen to me, peachy. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, letting people know to go and follow the Wayne breezy channel over there on YouTube, as well as Twitch. We're going to pop Chapman back in here so we can do the same exact thing. The floor is yours, my man.
3: Yeah, man. Um, You know, we've been, we've been doing this for a little while and kind of the whole approach was a uh, former football coach trying to bring the kind of analytics and film yeah. film's really what we're about so uh the 49ers rush podcast is what we're what we're called and you can find us anywhere and we do live broadcast as well very similar to you mike uh on youtube that's probably the best place um so just type in john chapman or 49ers rush and we do film <laughs> we go through we broadcast two to three times a week in the off season, four times a week during the season. Um, And again, it's all about community and giveaways, man. I love this, you know, what Peachy's saying. Yeah, I was on their show uh, recently and golly, man, if you want to smile and you want to have a good time and you want to talk 49ers, that's what they bring to the table. Um, And so it's it's so cool because you can kind of pick your flavor what it is if you want that like barbershop hangout feel if you want that like let's laugh and have a good time feel or if you just want to jump into content um you kind of got to figure out what it is that you want and so what we're trying to do again all film-based approach to almost everything but man i want to bring the community together very similar to what mike's doing with kind of the writers and we're going traveling this year you know with covid last year there were no games. There were no audience, no none of that stuff. We're changing that. So we're doing three big road trips this year. So if you want to come out and hang out, we've got group rates on hotels and all those things. And so that's probably what I'd like to push if that's okay. And That's just 49ersrushroadtrip.com. We're going to Chicago, Philly, and Los Angeles. We're going to have a huge pep rally the night before, uh, giveaways, raffles, a live broadcast from some of your favorite podcasts at those three cities. It's going to be an absolute blast. So that's kind of what we're about. And, man, if you're already a listener, I want to say thank you. And if you want to join us for some stuff,
0: 49ers Rush Podcast, wherever it is you watch or listen to podcasts. Yeah, my man, John is being a little uh, modest here. You know, a lot of times people say we're saving you some money, we're saving a couple of dollars, right? And it it ends up being like the taxes on the room. You guys are doing stuff up to $50 a night uh, for the discount. (laughs) That's, That's huge, man. That is huge. We're
3: staying – like for Chicago, for example, we got Hotel Essex, and we're not – I'm losing money on all these deals. I'm doing it wrong. I'm doing it wrong. That's okay, though. I don't care. So we're staying right across the street on Michigan Avenue, right across the street from Soldier Field, and you're saving 50 bucks a night. Um, And it's – I mean, this is a four- or five-star hotel. Same thing in Philadelphia. We're staying right in Rittenhouse Square, pretty close to the stadium, kind of the hipster fun area with all the kind of old-school bars and all that stuff, which is what Philly's about. Um, So right there. And again, you're staying there. If you get your tickets with us, I don't make one penny on any hotel that sold. Everything is just about saving people money. And the idea was this. I used to go to games by myself and like just meet up with random people. And I'm kind of a weird person that will talk to anybody like I'm weird. Everybody knows that. But this kind of is creating a community. So you travel with us like we're partying together. We're tailgating together. We're partying the night before together. We're going to hang out after the game together. And so just creating that community aspect to traveling.
0: Absolutely, man. And this is this is what it's all about, man. Letting the faithful know where they can commune and and just be together. You know, we're going to pop my man Zach on here. He's going to take himself off a mute. My man, 49ers Hive. This dude, man, I'm let me shut up. Go ahead. Promote yourself, bro. Let him know. <laughs> you look you are, so clean, Zach. You, all the good stuff, man.
4: Raced right home from the office. Mike, <laughs> thanks for having me on. Uh thrilled to be on with everybody. Yeah. Mike said, 49ers Hive. Uh got that avenue going. Got a good team on there. And I'm also uh co-host of the Red Gold Center podcast with Matt Llewellyn, my co-host uh with Blue Wire Hustle Pods. And we're just, you know, we're not as analytical as John, that's for sure. That guy really gets into it. Or Croc, I see Crocs in here. We talk a little more culture, fans, uh, you know, just kind of the more, I don't know. I don't want to speak for Matt. Matt gets into the film stuff. That's never really been my grind. I respect it. I can't get into it. Um, even like crocky with his crocky breakdowns, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot to get into. But I'm here. I love to talk some 49ers. It's a great panel so
0: far. Um, and thanks for having me on, Mike. No, it's not a problem. And I got to ask you one question before we get on to Eric. Um, You do this Mike Nolan suit thing every show. What's the what's what's the story behind that? Because see me, I just go and find anything with the logo on. I'm wrapping my hair and stuff, and I'm calling it a day, right? Like P yeah. always wrapping her set. You know, it's either the team or gritty. Like she's wearing the apparel. You know, like what's what what is it? Are you are you are you like bringing back the Mike Nolan feel? Because some people might know like that Mike Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, bro? All right, all right. So here's the truth. When we first
4: started recording, it would be like I used to. I, I just moved uh, beginning of April. I used to have about an hour commute. And it would be like literally the minute I walked in, throw my laptop up on a table, still have my suit in town from work and start recording. Um, it kind of cut on, our, our viewers started liking it. They started getting a kick out of all my different suit combos, which my yeah. closet is full of them. Ash won't let me buy anymore, um, but it kind of just cut on. So now it's at the point where even it's on the weekend and I know we have a show coming up, I'll lay out a
0: nice suit, you know, get a nice combo going and you all just right. got to keep it up, keep up with the traditions. I like it, man. I like it a lot. I was going to ask you if you ever, you know, not wear bottoms, but I won't get into that now. I won't, I won't, I won't do all that right now. Let me bring my man Eric up in here, okay? Crocker, man. Uh, let's do some self promotion. Tell people who you are, where to follow you. I don't know why I'm doing this for you and John. Everybody on here has a bigger Mm -hmm. following than what I have, but it's okay. I will still want you guys to promote yourselves. Let's break it down. Then we're going to get to the good stuff.
5: Um, my name is Eric Crocker. Uh, I, Talk about the 49ers on Twitter a lot. <laughs> you guys can follow me at Eric underscore crocker. Uh yeah. That's what's up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you go, you go, you go, now look at that. Talk about being modest. My man's like, yeah, I'm just uh, you know, mm-hmm. Eric. Everybody out here, I'm sure, is already following Eric Crocker. What he does is um he he he's got a couple of different things going on, man. I, and I and I respect what you're doing. He's a trainer, um, I mean, former player. Um, I I still think that he thinks he's got it. I see you out there trying to run with the young dudes, man. I'll be on your IG and everything. And I, I see you out there trying to get it in. I don't, I don't know, man. But, you, you know, you, you can definitely school me on a couple of things. But I enjoy the breakdowns and everything that you guys do and what you bring to the table and, and the different things that you're doing. Um, is there another page or anything that you are looking for people to get over there to and, and tell them a little bit about? Not just the Eric Crocker Eric Crocker? Because I know you promote all your stuff on there also, so they'll see it there. But is there something else in particular that you're working on right now?
5: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, um, I have Crock Talk TV, the YouTube channel that I've been, um, you know, really doing. Obviously, I have my Patreon account, patreon.com slash Croc Talk. Um, I do a lot of, you know, just film evaluations and breakdowns and things like that on there. And I have some big news coming Sunday. So uh, I won't talk too much about it now, but I do have some big news coming Sunday. So um, I think that's something that's going people gonna be like, "What?" You know. So it's pretty cool, but uh, yeah, Sunday there's gonna be an announcement. So sorry
2: for all
0: right. I like it. I like it. I'm excited for it. I'm going to pop myself back up here. The show is not about me. It's about the panel. Uh, But what we're going to do is there's a couple of other people that are supposed to be jumping in. And as they do, we will introduce them the same way. But we're going to get to these topics. I'm going to try to keep this show to an hour. Uh, But just let me let me just start by saying this. I know um, people are saying, oh, well, you should have this person on this panel or this person on that panel. This is not the last time this will happen. Uh, Whether it's someone else on here hosting, or if it's us here at Nothing But Niners hosting again, there are other people that are going to be on this show. There are other people uh, that were invited for this show in particular. I have a list of other people that I want to get on for another show. So this will not be the last of what you're seeing. Uh, Maybe something can happen like during the bye week. I know when the season starts, everyone gets into there. You heard uh, John say that, you know, he he ups it to at least four shows a week during the season. Same thing here at Nothing But Niners. Uh, But the bye week is some time that gives us, you know, almost. I know it's a one week off thing, right? But the game is played and there's a game not played. And then there's another game played. It's almost two weeks worth of what now? And I think that's a perfect time for us to do something like this. But there are other people that we are going to get on. So no disrespect to anybody who is not on here uh, to no to the people who could not make it. Uh, We are not done. Faithful, faithful, faithful. Make sure you guys are going in and subscribing to everybody that is on here and the other people that are coming. Okay, so let's get down to business, man. All right. So what I want to do here is we have a couple of topics here and I want to hear from every single person on this panel, on this topic. Okay. Because the Niners are underway. We hear about OTAs and we heard about the, you know, the rookies and all that stuff. And let's just start, uh, you know what, let's, let's go ahead and get this out of the way because this is what's on everybody's mind, unfortunately. Um, It's the quarterback position. This is the biggest subject of the year. I'm sure that everybody on here is tired of talking about it, but I'm going to present you guys with a very specific situation. Uh, We're going to go backwards. We're going to go back to Eric, and then we're going to do Zach. We'll do uh, John, and then we'll do Peachy for now, and we're going to go backwards. And This is my question to you guys. Jimmy Garoppolo comes out on fire. If he comes out on fire, I can't play the video now. We have a video that we played on the last show where it showed him and Lance taking reps simultaneously. You could see their footwork and things like that. And one of the things that I noticed that was very different, uh, and and John, please correct me if I'm wrong when when you get up here, uh, I noticed Jimmy stepping into his delivery. And this is not something that I see from Jimmy typically. He stands very flat footed when he throws the ball. I don't know if it's because he feels rushed or what. There was no pressure or anything like that. But I noticed him stepping into the delivery. And I think that we're going to see a. Alex Smith with Patrick Mahomes behind him type of year from Jimmy Garoppolo where he's getting pushed. And so the question to you guys is: Should Lance start regardless of how well Jimmy Garoppolo was playing this season? That's the question. If Jimmy Garoppolo comes out here and we are, you know, five and zero, and Lance the team decides he's ready, should the team go ahead and make that switch at that point? Uh, so we're going to go backwards. We're going to start with Eric, and we're going to go ahead and cycle through here.
5: Now, you know, I, I think the goal is always to win the Super Bowl. So you you go with whoever gives you the best chance to to do that. You know, so if, if it's Jimmy Garoppolo and he's hitting all cylinders right now and he's coming out hot and he even looking better than he has in previous years starting off the season, I think you got to roll with him. Now, I think the eye test is always going to tell you, you know, what's really going on. So we we watched the 49ers start off with 8-0 a couple years ago. And we could tell that Jimmy Garoppolo was not the reason, right? Like he had some games where it wasn't very well. Then it was like some of the games where it was like, okay, played all right. If it looks something like that, where you're 5-0, and o, but Jimmy's not the reason <laughs> at all, then I think at that point, maybe you could pot- uh, potentially make a, a change and feel like, hey, maybe he's doing well, but this guy gives us a better chance to kind of take this over the top. We saw that with Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick, right? Where – Alex Smith was playing very well. We we, were like seven and one at the time that Kaepernick Mm -hmm. took over and Alex Smith got hurt and it opened up that little window of seeing what Kaepernick got. They slow played a little bit, right? Didn't want to name him the starter each week. It was like, Oh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But it was clear that Colin Kaepernick gave them a little bit more. And I think you could potentially see a situation like that where, where Jimmy's playing well, the team is doing well. The team is six and one. But you feel like, man, I think we can just get a little bit more with this young guy, and I think he's ready. How that happens and how they go about that, we'll see. But um, aside from a situation like that, if Jimmy's, like you said, hitting on all cylinders, coming out on fire, then he should be the starter because he gives you the best chance to win a
0: Super Bowl. Okay. I like it. Now, before I let you go, I got to pop this up here It's so a paid contribution. Croc better tell us now. We don't know if we'll be alive Sunday. This is a throwback to <laughs> I thought this was well written by my man, Mark Espinosa. I'm not going to put any pressure on you to tell us anything because, you know, it could be if you want to, but I'm
5: I can't. I can't. I can't say, but I I wish I could, but I can't. But y'all, y'all, y'all find out something. Y'all find out
0: something. I wish I could. Keep it in the tuck. I like that. I respect that. All right. My man, Zach. Okay. Now I said 5-0. Crocky gave us a really good reason. I'm going to change it up on you. Okay. We're 6-0 and 0 heading into the bye week, but Jimmy struggled just a little bit. Just a little bit. Maybe he had two or three interceptions uh, in that game. Uh, what are you doing there? What are you going to do? So I make the
4: move with a caveat, and the caveat being if you like, if Kyle likes what he's seen from Trey up until that point, maybe he thinks they're neck and neck. Maybe he thinks he's, you know, even – a little behind then if if there's really no reason not to do it and there's nothing but upside then you make the move you go with the guy who's got more talent um and i it might cause a little bit of divide in the locker room you know how these guys love eh, okay i don't want to say these guys love jimmy some of these guys really vibe with jimmy well you see the videos how much of it is for a show how much of it is for real you don't really know but right From what I've read and from what, from, I forget who said it, uh, the best, which former player, but players know players Mm -hmm. know who's got it, who doesn't have it. And if they're at practice every day, seeing Trey sling it, lead them, um, you know, waiting for his chance, they know. So if that's the case, plus, like you said, Mike, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy's kind of struggling. He's not really doing that great. Then why not? Um, you drafted Trey for a reason. And I know, uh, yeah came out saying oh we, we you know we we would hope to not have to play him for 2 years you don't want to do that trust me they don't want to do that they want to play him as soon as they can and as soon as they think he's ready so i'd say yeah make the move with the caveat being they're comfortable with what they see and they think they're at the very least equal
0: okay I like it. I like it a lot, man. And Kylie, uh, Callie Young, showing you some love, calling you the Pat Riley of 49ers Twitter. The suit game <laughs> is on What's point, this man. I love it. I love it. This is what the this is what the faithful are all about, man. I, this is. Let me tell you, I like being a host for stuff like this because now I can actually read the comments as they pop up. I don't normally get to do this. I'm a lot. I'm a lot busier uh, during shows, but all right, we're gonna keep this thing moving here. We're gonna bring in my man John now. All right, so the question is yours. Also, we're six and zero. We're heading into the bye week. Uh, Kyle is saying you know I got some confidence here in in trade but Jimmy is looking damn good what do you do
3: man I I feel like like I'm I love Trey Lance I love Trey Lance bev- the entire draft process and I say not a chance if you're in condition and, and you know if you're kind of in that place where you know you might be fighting for that number one seed in the nfc or you know you're in first place i think you write it out with jimmy i I really do think that you stick with that especially coming out of that bye week you look at the schedule what this trey lance is 21 he's the youngest rostered quarterback in the nfl if you bring him in after week six listen to these defenses in a row mind you colts bears cardinals rams Mm. That's going to be his first four starts. And Mm. regardless of how well he's looking in practice, I think that's great. Now, if Jimmy struggles, then I think that's a different conversation. But if you're in first place after playing Packers, Seahawks, Cardinals, and you did that with Jimmy, I think you stay with Jimmy. Remember how stubborn Kyle Shadahan was with the hook on Nick Mullins, who wasn't (laughs) good, who was turning the ball over two and a half times a game almost and cost us the playoffs, he still refused Mm -hmm. to take him out. Um, So I think that the transition will take place this season, um, but I don't think it's after week six, the bye week, even though that might make the most sense just because of time period. um, I've been on record saying this. I'm going to kind of stick to it. Jimmy gets hurt or plays awful or week 11. Those are kind of the three options because if he comes in at week 11, you're looking at Jags, Vikings, Seahawks, Bengals, Falcons. No defenses that scare you at all, and it still gives you that time period, that cushion for
0: Trey Lance to get his rookie stuff out of the way before the playoff run. All right. I like it, man. I like it. Now, we're saying that about the Seahawks' defense right now, but the right. Seahawks have bolstered that defensive line. I don't know what they're going to look like. They're all ready to retire soon, but that that Seahawks' defensive line looks good. Now, so far, Peachy, we got two saying let him ride it out until he starts messing up or he gets injured. We got one person saying, hey, if Kyle's comfortable, that was a caveat from Zach. I want to get your thoughts on it. What if we're winning? Like Eric said, but Jimmy's just looking at eh, we're winning in spite of not because of Jimmy. How are you playing this out?
1: Oh man. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of in the middle because I'm also thinking about that trade deadline. And I'm thinking about the fact that the 49ers would probably be wanting to play Jimmy as much as possible at the beginning of the season in those games up to the trade deadline. Um, so that he becomes more attractive to the teams like kind of like Washington or possibly Denver. If Rogers and Denver don't do anything, Denver could could be a destination. That's the only caveat that I can see is that you would want to, despite how how Trey may be looking, according to Kittle, you know, he's already got the mindset that he doesn't look like a rookie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that so Mm -hmm. that that was quite impressive since Kittle's been one of Jimmy's biggest cheerleaders. And it really, um, it really does. But I would just keep in mind, you know, that the, the NFL trade deadline and that that would be when we would probably want, because you want to get something for Jimmy. Like you don't want to just, you know what I'm saying? You just don't want to cut him and, and not get anything for him. You want to try to make him as attractive as possible. So as long as, as we're winning games, we're, we're doing what we need to do, Even the Jimmy might, you know, he's going to be Jimmy. He's probably going to have a couple of uh uh-ohs. But as long as the 49ers are winning, I believe that Jimmy will play well enough to be attractive to a team where we can actually get something really good for him before the trade deadline. So Uh, that's that's how I feel about it.
0: That's what I'm talking about right there. So you brought something in there. We're (laughs) 6-0. All of a sudden, Jimmy's trade value is through the roof, right? I mean, we know Lance is the future, so... Why not make the switch? I like the way you're thinking. And I'm going to bring in my man Rich here. He is in here. He's been patiently waiting. Rich, I'm going to give you the question, but I also want you to introduce yourself, tell people who you are, where you're from, what you work on for the 49ers, where they can find your work and so on and so forth, and then get to the question. uh, What do you do? Jimmy's on fire. We're six to no at the bye week, but Kyle feels Trey Lance is ready. Do you pull the plug on Jimmy? What do you do?
6: Yes, I think uh, you need to... I think... Obviously I've been saying it on Twitter for a long time, but they need to start in week one. There's no real, there's real, no real reason to uh, start Jimmy right now and keep him around. I mean, they've got their quarterback and they, why would you want to risk a guy not playing for almost three years at that point, if he doesn't play a game till next year? Um, I just don't think that's very wise, but you know, obviously I'm here doing this and Kyle Shanahan's a head coach. So, you know, I'm, I'm probably missing something, but um, I, I just don't. I don't see any advantage to sitting Trey any longer than he needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so whether that be starting week one, uh, I think that's probably what they should do. But if you know, if, if they're five and zero, oh, six and zero, oh, I wouldn't be against starting him and pulling the plug on Jimmy, especially if he's kind of just underwhelming and they're squeaking these games out. But you know, I I don't know. I don't necessarily see Shanahan doing that if they're you know in first place in the division. I, I mean, he doesn't seem like a guy that would care, you know, one way or another who starts. Um, he just wants the best player in there, and we've seen him start guys that probably shouldn't start and whatnot, but I'd have a hard time seeing him make a switch if they were 5-0 and or 6-0 and going into the bye week or whenever it is and making a quarterback change, even if Jimmy isn't playing well. So uh, yeah. my personal feeling on it is Trey Lance should be the starter week one Week one, get them in there and get them ready. Okay, okay, I like I like the way you're talking there. Let people know again who
0: you are, where where you're. What? Oh yeah, sorry. Um, no, no, you're good. You're good. You're good.
6: Uh, if it looks like I'm in an industrial <laughs> building right now, I'm out. I work nights, uh, so I do a lot of these at night when I get asked to come on things. Um, I'm Rich J Madrid on Twitter. I write for Niners Nation and uh, Football Zebras. We cover NFL rules and things like that. So it's kind of a uh, busy time with all the rule changes coming down um outside of that on on twitter usually arguing with people breaking down film breaking down film of non-49ers stuff um and that's that's about it really yeah one of the things i love the most
0: about rich is that uh him and i would go back and forth on twitter and i think people assume that one of us took it personal and i can't speak for rich but i know i didn't and then rich would be like guys it's mike like this is this is what we do like and then that's it. We go our separate ways. And then we, we you know, we, 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 we like each other's tweets, retweet stuff. I have never seen Rich catch feelings on Twitter. Now, I don't know. You know, you can only mean words, word, right?
6: But no, I mean, I think you and I know that when we have interactions, I mean, we're just it's just questions. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, discussing things. And I think it comes off weird. But, you know, I mean, I, I don't have outs. All, I, John and I had an interaction a few weeks ago. And I actually went into his DMs and was like, Hey man, I'm I didn't mean to come off like that, you know? Like <laughs> right. <"Yes."> I, I'll <laughs> say this, man. I know what I, like
3: whatever feeling or belief I have about football, Rich makes me like learn to like dig in and like I gotta back that shit up. Or I'm wrong. And I'm wrong a lot. Like I'm not one of those people that's like, Oh, I played my flag, this is where no no no. I'm always learning. And if you wanna learn I mean, Richard wow. teach you. Cause he comes, you come strong, man. And I love it, man. I crack up about 10 times a day, just scrolling. And I'll see you on there with some gift
6: to some account I've never even seen. And I just start <laughs> rolling, man. Um, I mean, ask, ask Eric, man. I probably text him every few days asking him questions about certain things. Um, so we're always learning, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cause he's got more obviously expertise and knowledge than I do in a lot of things. So um, I'm, it, I appreciate you saying that, but there, I'm, I'm by f- not by any means do I have all the answers to everything. So, um, but yes, I, I did. I, I went into John, I messaged him, and I was like, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't like, mean, mean to come off that way. But, you know, we, there, there was no hard feelings there. I mean, we're all just out here trying to learn and discuss things. So. Right. And to the public
0: eye, it can get misconstrued a lot. And, and it happens far too often because that's what people are really looking for. They're looking for that juicy, oh, look at this. Oh, oh, you'll see the popcorn, you know. Gibson there I'm like come on guys like it's it's not really that so I respect it I like watching Rich's timeline during games because he knows the rules a lot better than I do and I'm sitting here thinking like what the hell happened here and what's going on and a lot of times I don't even have to ask him you just watch his timeline and he's doing a breakdown on it like during the games before anyone even gets to ask him a question so I appreciate stuff like that uh from Rich okay so we're gonna get to the next question here um god man Peachy, you you really threw me for a loop with that trade deadline thing i'm sitting here saying six and oh six and oh and you're like yeah but what about that trade deadline that really like changed things up in my mind so uh, i like that all right but we're gonna backtrack now we're gonna now that we're done with the quarterback competition uh i want to talk about this here the safety position I'm, i'm sorry uh this is not what i wanted i'm sorry camp battles I apologize. Look at me. I'm like scripted. I'm reading whatever's on the screen. Uh, I want to ask you guys all, and if you guys have repeats, uh, then that's fine. All right, but what camp battles are you most intrigued by uh, this this coming season? Because never. Mind, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to lead anybody. Uh, Peachy, I'm going to throw you on. I'm going to put you on first here. Okay. Um, we're we're looking for you know what positions do you think are up for grabs? Maybe the starter or the second guy or whatever it is, but let me let me get your thoughts on it. What camp battles are you most looking forward to seeing play out this offseason?
1: So Monday, you know, on my show, me and John and Breezy were having a discussion about camp battles, and I said running back, and I know that you can't tell a lot about running backs, but it did become interesting now that Jeff Withers Jr. is is not part of it. Mm -hmm. Kind of change that up a little bit. um I think that Trey Sermon in Mostert. I think that's where the battle is going to be right there with those two.
0: Trey Sermon versus Mostert. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Okay, so you're saying like for one and two, or like for
1: for one and two,
0: for one and two. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. That's Mm -hmm. that's interesting, man. Because Mm -hmm. I don't I don't see any of these guys coming in here. If if Mostert's healthy. I don't think any of them are taking this job, but I do get what you're saying because now that Wilson's not in there, I had Wilson penciled in as my number two back behind nice. Mostert, mm-hmm. and now that he's down, and we heard it was some some really nasty injury uh, that during workouts, right? Isn't that what the news that came out today? It was saying like Kyle confirmed that that's yeah. what it was or something like that. It's kind of mm-hmm. nuts, right? So yeah, that's I don't crazy. know, That is a very good camp battle. I am looking forward to that one. Also, I would be paying attention to it. I'm going to bring my guy Zach in next. Uh, I'm mixing it up here, guys, so hope everybody is ready. Uh, Let's get Zach in here to see what his camp battle is that he's looking forward to.
4: Um, The running back one is really interesting, Um, but I I don't know, man. The secondary specifically, it's like a tie between corner and safety. Um, You know, you got Diamador, Lenore. And you got Ambry Thomas. Are they going to be able to to contribute at all? And if so, at at what level? Um, Mm -hmm. I won't get into the safety in case somebody else wants to get into it. But obviously, everybody's kind of really high. The fans are high on uh, Talanoa Hufanga. So I'm going to go corner just because the 49ers have kind of been like buying themselves an extra year for the past couple of seasons, or at least just hoping that it stays together for that long. They got a complete blessing uh, out of Jason Barrett last season that I don't think they were really expecting and that turned out to be a total gem for them and they were able to bring him back at a reasonable price maybe other teams didn't want to risk another injury for him if he's able to hold on and play at a you know sustainable high level this year again then these younger guys can m- maybe start to develop uh without that kind of extra added pressure to mm-hmm. start right away but it's going to be really interesting to see if they don't if, if Virat Mosley, some of them struggle do the 49ers want to start to you know maybe see what the, the younger guys the rookies have so that is what i'm kind of keeping an eye on during the camp and we all saw uh diomedo lenore I, I believe have that really impressive you know interception like mm-hmm. the first day of camp basically i think the sf niners tweeted out brad graham mm-hmm. over there and it just went viral got like a million yeah. views within like a week mm-hmm. um So that's stuff you like to see. Um, Super physical. Maybe Rich would probably call a foul on that, throw a flag. (laughs) But I do think that it's something to keep an eye on, and that's kind of just I've been begging the 49ers to address the secondary, and they did finally. I know Croc's probably happy too, so that's
0: why I'm going to go. Corner. Let me ask you this question, and I will not respond at all. (laughs) Okay? Do you have Emmanuel Mosley as a starter right now? Yes. Mm. Okay, we're gonna move on. Okay, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm gonna go to uh, John next. We're gonna bring John in here for camp battles. Um, what are your thoughts, man? What what position are you watching to see? I, I'm I'm gonna go a little deeper here, and I'm gonna go with that swing tackle spot,
3: the backup tackle, because I I think this is one of the it's, one of one of these guys going to play, and I think you only keep one. And so initially, Justin's school has been that. But whenever you drafted two guards, this is where I think it gets a little bit more complex than normal because when you got Jalen Moore and Banks, I think what they're going to do now is push McKivitz back to tackle. If you go back to when Colton McKivitz was drafted, this was before, you know, right, we just found out Joe Staley retired. They just announced the trade for Trent Williams. That night – John Lynch at the post draft press conference said, well, we were going to draft Colton McKivitts with the pick we traded for Trent Williams and he was going to be our tackle. And so they slid him to guard for a year. He was he was OK, but clearly that's not the spot for him with what mm-hmm. they did in the draft. So I think you've got Sean Coleman, who hasn't played in two years, opted out. Then he had the knee injury before that just in school and Colton McKivitz. So I, I think you've got these three. Pretty talented players. I mean, I I think that's going to be a fun battle. I'm hoping Colton McKivitz wins that spot. If he does make that transition again, this is just conjecture at my point, but I think it makes the most sense long-term. But yeah, that's going to be a fun one because whoever that tackle is, they're going to be playing. And Uh, Colton McKivitz was the guy they wanted there. They were comfortable with him going in and fighting for a a starting spot last year before the Trent William trade. So that backup swing tackle spot, man, I'm a trenches guy. So uh, I'm I'm curious to see how that's going to play out.
0: I like it. I like it. There's another position in the trenches that I'm going to be watching carefully, but I'm going to shut up. I'm going to bring it back to the panel. Uh, I'm going to give it to Rich now, and then we'll have Eric come in afterwards, man. Uh, What camp battle are you looking forward to the most?
6: Uh, I think I'm going to blow the lid on that one. It's going to be my favorite to watch probably is going to be what they do with Aaron Banks in the right guard spot. Um, I think there's a clear competition there with him, school and possibly Brunskill. Um, I don't know if he's going to go to left guard. You know, I mean, he played left guard at Notre Dame, but it's easier to move from guard to guard than it is uh, tackle to guard or even tackle spots. So, Um, I think that one's wide open. Aaron Banks is a guy that I really liked. I got into his stuff on draft weekend and he moves really well in the outside zone scheme that Notre Dame runs. Um, They also did run a fair bit of uh, gap scheme stuff like power counter and things like that. And uh, he moves really well in space in general, so he can do it all basically. Uh, And I, I, think that's what they need at that spot. Plus he's a really good pass protector. You know, I mean, he went as late as he did, but and there were probably a couple of guys that could have taken before him, but um, he, he's nothing but in my opinion, upside for them at the position. So I don't, I don't think the uh, move is playing school or Brunskill skill there. I think it's time to get some new guys in there um, and put their faith in, in what this kid can do. Um, Tomlinson's not going anywhere. You're not going to unseat him. He was fairly mm-hmm. decent last year, Although he did give up a fair amount of pressures on the interior during the passing game, um, passing snaps, but, I think the position for Banks right now is going to be that right guard spot. And uh, I don't know what they're going to do with, uh, I can't even remember the kid's name they drafted out of Western Michigan, but I think he's probably going to end up playing guard in the NFL too. Uh, So he's one to keep an eye on. I just don't think he moved that well as a tackle. I mean, he's kind of undersized for tackle anyways. So um, those battles in there at the interior spots at right guard is what I'm probably going to be keeping a closer eye on than most. Um, and then obviously what happens at quarterback i mean i think we're all kind of curious how that's going to play out because i think there's going to be a competition there yeah. um but for me personally I, i'm really invested i think in the right guard spot and seeing what happens there all right now before we move on to eric crocker rich i want to ask you something man
0: uh when we drafted joshua garnett however many moons ago uh there was a, a quote that came out about him liking to run through people's souls right? He, he, he prided himself on being this physical guy. And then the wind would blow and Joshua Garnett would go down and we never saw him again. Is Aaron Banks, who I hoped
6: Joshua Garnett would be? Is he that guy? I think so. I just think, I mean, Garnett was a guy that played at Stanford who played mostly in a in a gap scheme blocking system. So he's, he didn't really have a lot of um reps in the the zone scheme that chip kelly liked to run so i don't think it served him well um it's not really the first time they've drafted a guy who didn't fit what they were trying to do Mm -hmm. and i just think that was kind of why he fizzled out with the 49ers i I don't know about the physicality stuff i don't really pay too much attention to that i think that's all kind of like psycho babble stuff to begin with um but it may it, it may have something to do with it he may not have just taken to the nfl like most guys do uh, but I really just don't think he fit what they were trying to do. And I, I do think Banks fits what Shanahan is doing. And that's more of the uh, inside running stuff with the gap, uh, the, with the power and counter and trap and things like that, that you've seen more of over the last two seasons. And so I think he fits that perfectly. Um, so, he, yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean, he probably, he probably is that guy. Um, they finally locked down an interior guy that they've drafted on their own. All
0: right. I like it. I like it a lot. And last, but certainly not least on this topic is my man, Eric Crocker, man. Uh, I can't wait to hear what camp uh, battle you're looking forward to the most and why.
5: Well, it was going to be right guard. I was I was really <laughs> interested in that as well. Uh, so Rich, Rich kind of took my thunder, but I, I'll pivot. You know, um, defensive backs were used to reacting and, and on the fly. So um, I'm definitely going to go the third receiver spot is really up in the air. Right. I mean, we're really you know, comfortable and, and confident in Debo Sam, Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. And then after that, it's like, what the hell? Like, what, what are we going to do? So, you know, I'm looking at it. If I had to guess right now, I'd, I'd say Richie James. But I don't even think that's too, like, comforting for most people. Uh 49ers run heavy 21 personnel, so it might not even be that big of a deal. But uh I think in general, like, just who's going to take control of that spot? Is it going to be Richie James? Um, it seems like he's been a guy who they've kind of been toying with a little bit, kind of reverted more to just a kind of a, a special teams guy or a blocking receiver, which is weird because he's the smallest guy. And then there's, you know, Muhammad Sanu, who's kind of, I think he's like kind of the safety blanket. And then what are you going to get out of Jalen Hurd or, or Jawan Jennings, who they had taking slots and uh, snaps in the slot. So there's a lot of competition there. Uh, uh, Trent uh, uh, Sherfield, who I don't mm-hmm. know why I thought he was a – like 5'10", 180-pound receiver, but he's 6'1", 220, and I just found that out yesterday. <laughs> so because uh, I watched him when he was with Arizona, um, and he was out there. So um, that that I, I literally have no idea who the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth receivers are going to be on this roster. I have no idea. If I had to guess again, I'd say Richard James, but I really think it's up in the air. So I, I'm really interested to see who takes control of that spot. There's a lot of names there.
0: But mm-hmm.
5: uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens.
0: Well, let's go off script then. Uh, I'm going to put that up here. Wide receiver three. I'm going to pop everybody in, and you guys give me who you f- don't give me who you think it's going to be. Give me who you want it to be. All right. So Eric, are you gonna are you gonna stick with Richie James? That's who yeah, you want. Yeah, I'm gonna
5: with, I'm gonna stick with uh, Richie James.
0: All right. We're gonna pop Peachy back in here, uh, and then we're gonna just go down the line here. Okay. So Peachy, who you got? Who do you want to be wide receiver three? <laughs>
1: Man, I'm so with Crocker. I don't know. Um <laughs> Lord, it is. Let me tell you. Uh, I, I get I guess I'll have to go with Richie.
0: Okay. Too. All right. Yeah. I like it. I like it. John, what about you, man? Who are you taking?
3: I know everybody wants Julio. It would be that one <laughs> would move Debo to three, but uh, I'm gonna say Jalen Hurd, man. I think Jalen Hurd finally just the odds eventually you have to not get injured, right? Eventually, everybody gets injured. He's the opposite. Eventually, you gotta stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Mr. Glass, you watched the movie with Samuel L. Jackson, he's walking for some of that movie, man. We're we're due, it's due, baby.
0: Oh man, just hope the wind doesn't blow the wrong way. All right, I like that. I like that. Uh Zach, we're gonna bring you up next, man. Who do you want to be wide receiver three?
4: Real quick, Mike, are you answering this question too after everybody answers or no?
0: I mean, I just I just Damn near had pom-poms over here. So, I mean, everybody, I think, knows I want Hurd to step up finally. And I, No, no, by no. no, way, no. You're think, lying to yourself. You want Kevin White. I think – well, I was, was going to say, I think if Hurd is healthy, he might be wide receiver too. But I'll shut up. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. Maybe maybe I'll answer at the end. I like it, though. I like
4: <laughs> it. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with John. I'm, I'm going to go Hurd. I, I just think it can't happen – and I'm not even going to say it because I'm going to have to knock on some wood, but I do think it's his time – Um, but if not, uh, the undrafted kid, uh, Watkins, I think he's got a shot. He's got a shot.
0: Okay.
6: All right. I like it. And rich man, who you got, man? Who do you want it to be? I've been wanting to see what herd can do for a long time. However, I just, I don't know if he's going to be ready. I don't know if he's, you know, what they're going to do with him. I, I think he's probably a lock to make it if he's healthy, but do not sleep on Austin Watkins jr. Um, I was hoping nobody would say him, but Zach said it before I could get in there and say it. But um, he, I think he's going to be one to keep an eye on that has a pretty good shot at, at wide receiver three. Now, I think I do think it is important. Um, 11 personnel was their highest used personnel group last year. It was like 40, 40 percent or 41 percent, something like that. So I don't know if that, that trend will continue. And that may have just had to do with, you know, being down late. And getting more, uh, getting faster guys out there, or, or whatever. But um, it, it is something to keep an eye on. I mean, they are. Shanahan has shown that he is doesn't really care. He's going to do whatever he wants out of whatever personnel grouping he wants. So if it's eleven personnel and he's got Debo and two other receivers back there, Debo can still be the running back. You know, so there's a lot that he can do. Um, yeah, might give him a little more flexibility. You know, especially with uh, Trey Lance, maybe. So um, I do I do think, it, it. you know, if the trend continues, I think it's probably going to be an important personnel group for them this year. So I, I would bank on uh, Austin Watkins being in the mix for wide receiver three.
0: OK, I like it. I like it a lot, man. You know, I'm going to be honest with you guys, man. The faithful have me nervous as hell about undrafted. Wide receivers that they're all excited about, and all and, and Watkins was one of them. Uh, last time this happened was KD Cannon, and I don't even know where this kid is, is anymore. I don't know if he's in the league or what, so I'm afraid to get excited. But I'm going to give you guys that kind of challenge me to answer this question. I'm going to say that Debo Samuel is wide receiver three because Jalen Hurd
6: is wide receiver two. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say.
0: How's that? How is that for a monkey wrench? Huh? How, how do how you like ideal. that?
6: That would be ideal. Yeah. All
0: right, so we're gonna keep it moving here. We are at forty-eight minutes here. I wanna, I wanna to try to wrap this thing up soon, guys. And thank you all for your participation so far. Um, let's go here. Let's, let's take it to this topic here. Injury concerns. Okay, uh, we heard the news already about the running back position and and what happened with Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, when I first heard the report, I was a little su- surprised. Um, I heard that it was the the meniscus, right? and i was like why is it why why are they saying four to six months for something that people have recovered from in weeks i I didn't understand and uh we were talking about on the show last night and and obviously every every injury depends on the severity of it um this must have been a pretty severe injury and so my question here to you guys um it's going to be simple on a scale of one to ten how concerned are you guys with the 49ers injury rules this season now when i say concerned Obviously, if it happens again, you're very concerned, right? Uh, The likelihood that we get hit as hard as we've had in the last two seasons. Okay, so 10 being it's definitely going to happen again. One being we're barely going to have any injuries. How likely do you think we are to suffer those same injuries or the same amount of injuries that we've had these last couple of seasons? Because I'll tell you, uh, guys like Hurd, Ford, like these are guys that are big names who we expected to be big contributors who just can't touch the field for whatever the reason is um i'm hoping that it turns around this year but i'm gonna go back to rich we're gonna go rich zach crock uh john and peachy okay so on a scale of one to ten how you feeling about injuries this season
6: not good uh what is one ten being serious or yeah you know scared um yeah probably about an eight or a nine i mean every year we go through this, it seems like who's, you know, can we, can they stay healthy? Can the key guys stay healthy? And every year it seems like somebody more than one person goes down that they need around whether, you know, even for a few games, I mean, those few games are games that you need to win, you know, when you don't have Kittle for eight games or whatever, and he comes back and it's too late. I, I mean, it's gotta be concerning for a lot of people. I mean, even quarterback, you know, everybody knows how I feel about the position, but, you know, what if Jimmy is playing good and then he gets hurt and then Lance comes in and they don't he doesn't pan out the way they want him to the first year. And you've got another down year. I mean, it, it, it has to be in the back of everybody's mind. Um, you know, Jalen Hurd, nobody knows what's going to happen with him. You don't know how Nick Bosa is going to look on the field right away. Um, and some other guys, D Ford's not even practicing this week. Who knows? I mean, Um, Weston Richburg had an injury that kept him out all last season and he retired this week. So not, not, there's no good news on that front right now. Um, the only good news is hearing, you know, who's practicing. And I think right now everything's a win. Um, but when August comes around and the pads come on and guys start dropping, I mean, I, you know, you, you go, you get to two o'clock every day, you know, kind of sweating the injury report that's going to come out and who got hurt and who didn't. So I just I'm not looking forward to it. I don't think there's uh, any any uh optimism right now on that front until we get through training camp. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. That's it. He's at an eight over there. So uh let's see what Zach says on it, man. How are you feeling about it, man? What what, what are your thoughts?
4: Um, honestly, this is a cursed topic. I, I don't even feel comfortable talking about it. No, but... I'm sorry.
0: I am sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry.
4: It it's tough. Um the non-contact injuries. And and by the way, Cam Inman, I don't know if there was anything that f- further expounded on this, but he tweeted earlier that Jeff Wilson sustained substantial meniscal meniscal tear Thursday after getting up from talking to teammates. So I don't know how that's possible. Going through the comments, apparently people have had that happen to them before. You just simply stand up and tear your meniscus. That's insane to me. I don't feel good about it. I don't know what it is, man. The team's like cleared out their medical staff. I don't know if you guys remember. I think it was Mark Uyami who was like considered one of the best when uh, Harbaugh was here. And I think he was kept on through, through Chip Kelly and they got rid of him and his staff. They brought in another staff. There's something in the water here in San Jose, Santa Clara. That's just not sitting well with the 49ers. I'm going to give it like a seven and a half. I'm concerned until I have, until I've been proven not to be concerned, I'm going to be concerned. Yeah. That's kind of the status quo right now.
0: Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go back and look up the injury and when it happened because I thought I read something today about it being happening during workouts or after work, Maybe it was after workouts. I know I read the word yeah. workouts or something like that in there, so uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure. But it's, it's, it's troublesome either way. So, all right, uh, Eric, man, we got to get your thoughts on it, big dog. How you feeling about it?
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, like a, a three. Like I just can't see it continuously be. Like this bad and kind of like John Chapman said earlier with uh, what were you talking about? Jalen Hurt saying like you know he continues to get hurt. So then it's like at some point it's got it's got to get better. And I'd say the same thing about these injuries, man. Like and I mean we talked about the last couple of years, but this has been going on since like 2014. I remember 2014 I was like damn, 49ers are hell of injured. And then you look at this past season, it was like what the most money on IR ever since like. 2000, mm. year 2000 or something crazy like that. It's like, you can't have that kind of bad luck again. Um, it's crazy that they were even, you know, as competitive as they were uh, throughout the year, considering the injuries and who those injuries were too. So I would say they can't be as hurt. And, and when I say as hurt, just, it, you know, if we would have went into last season and said, hey, what's three players you can't lose this year? You, you know, you don't want anybody else to get hurt. I mean, or, or like, these are just three guys you can't lose it would have been like, well, definitely don't want Nick Bosa hurt, definitely don't want a George Kittle, and definitely don't want uh, Jimmy Garoppolo because he's our quarterback. And all three of those guys are going by week two. So it's like, you know, it's like you can't have those guys be hurt. I'd say, you know, if anything, maybe there are injuries to the roster. Like, that's just going to happen. That's football. Hopefully it's not as much. But if you can just keep at least your main guys hurt, like, that that's all we can hope for, uh, yeah. you know, keep those guys healthy, the main guys, so. That's where I'm at with it, But I'd say three. Overall, three has got to get better at some point. I'm an optimistic person.
0: Yeah, playing the odds, man. Playing the odds. I like it, man. We're going to go to John now and see what he has to say. Uh, How are you feeling about the injury front, man?
3: Man, I was going to say three as well, but uh, Eric came in. So now I'm going to say two because I got to one up this guy, uh, the competition level. So I'm going to say, again, look at the way they drafted. Right. If what happens if our quarterback gets injured now? Oh, we get better. Like it's Trey Lance time. All right. That's cool. Um, Offensive line. We have 11 guys with playing experience, not counting the rookies on our offensive line, defensive line. Same thing. It, where there there's a few spots that we don't have depth where injuries would be catastrophic. One is the wide receiver position, which we talked about and going into the draft, we would have said cornerback position, but with Demo and you know, you add Embry Thomas, mm-hmm. obviously you don't want those guys being relied upon too much early on until they prove themselves. But, if you look at what happened last year with all those injuries on the defense, we were still pretty close to a top 10 defense, depending on what metric you are, or top five defense in some met- some areas. Right. The quarterback, I, I, I've said this before. If Andy freaking Dalton, who I'm not a fan of, was our quarterback instead of Nick Mullins, last yeah. year's yeah. roster would have made the playoffs. We yeah. would have been in the postseason. Um, so you take away just those terrible turnovers, and even if that crazy injury stuff happens again, I think this team's in the playoffs, a worst-case scenario. So I, I I don't think that we're ever going to see what happened last year, and hopefully that doesn't happen ever again to any team, really. I hate injuries, period. But um, the way they have drafted in free agency, I feel like they have safeguarded themselves a little bit more outside of that wide receiver position to be able to go through and handle
0: that. I like it. I like it a lot, man. Talk about giving me hope. Peachy, don't you bring me down, girl. Come on now. I got a three, and then I got a two. Now.
1: I'm absolutely not going to I'm going to say a four and the reason why that I'm going to go with a four because I was going to say a three and I'm like well I know that he upped him one, but I'm going to I'm going to bring it to a four one we don't play at MetLife this year so that I think that might be one thing right there and then two I'm with Croc uh, and and John. I think that uh, it's just one of those things where, like, there's no way that we can have all that happen again. It seems like with the 49ers, it's just like an alternate—you know, it's like an alternate year type deal. I just do not see that happening. I just, I'm going to be really positive about this. I'm going to feel like that we have enough depth to overcome this. And just like John said, you know, with the quarterback situation. You do have another you know, quarterback, which is another reason why it was great that the 49ers made the move that they did in the draft with the quarterback position because if Jimmy does go down, God forbid, knock on wood, knock on something. I got it. Um Early, uh, you still got Trey. And then you also have a quarterback behind him as well. So I believe that we're going to be okay. The talent that we have at the quarterback spot is a lot better than it has ever been really since <laughs> been here with jimmy and trey and even uh sudfeld even if it's rosy it doesn't matter it's still on a different level so i believe that the 49ers can you know maintain themselves uh despite if we did have any kind of crazy injuries i believe that all of our positions are are strong enough for the most part to handle that and sustain it
0: i like it man Preachy's last name is sermon because She over here preaching, peachy, peachy, preachy, preachy, preaching, preachy. I can't even say it. I don't know. Y'all know what I'm trying to say, though. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So I just want to ask
6: you guys this question really quick. Um, Who was that center? Can I say one thing real quick? Absolutely. Um, I read a lot of football outsiders stuff, and uh, they chart a a stat called adjusted games loss that tracks injury for uh, the NFL. Mm -hmm. Uh, this year the 49ers were the most injured team in the league. Um, with that's with they tracked with COVID this year too, but with COVID, they were like COVID only, they were like 11th, and then injuries only, they were number one. And so they they hold the number one spot with I think 166 combined games lost. We're number one, baby, we're number oh one. God. Yeah, not league, where you want to be number one, though. Team. 2019, they were still in the top 10 of adjusted games lost. In 2018, they were uh, number four in adjusted games lost. So you can, uh, you know, this is, it's going to be, it's hard to be optimistic right now about that. Yeah. I mean, really got to, they got to, they got to fight to stay healthy.
0: Yeah. I think, I think, I think think what people are are banking on Rich is like, you know, it can't keep happening. Like at some point, there's got to be a turnaround, I, and I think I really think that's what people are, are hoping for here. You know what I'm it saying? Like- I wish I,
6: I could have pulled this up sooner, and I wish I would have. But I, you know, I think going back to at least the Harbaugh years, they've probably been in the top ten of adjusted games lost uh, most, almost every year, except for maybe a, you know, one or two here and there. But it hasn't been good, um, and and I think they realize that this year. You know, as John pointed out, they've they really drafted to fill you know, depth and a need. So even, even if somebody does go down, they still have guys that can step in. And, and I hope that's the case. Uh, because I, I, me personally, it's just, I don't see any reason to be optimistic about it yet. Okay. All right. My, see,
0: and this, he coming up with the analytical side of it, man. I'm not, I'm not going to well, let you get me down rich. God dang it. But listen, <laughs> man, uh, I'm going to get this contribution off of here. Thank you guys for the contributions. I saw them all. Zach, man. Um, you, I have your birthday listed as Friday. The 28th is is they're, that's they're correct. early. That's the right date, right? That's correct. Yeah, you're okay. a good friend. All right. So they're giving you some love, man. They're sending you some uh, happy birthday vibes already. Now, I saw Breezy get to a keyboard or piano and sing happy birthday to somebody. So I'm going to give you my own rendition now. You ready? Hell no, I ain't singing on here. Are you crazy? Happy birthday, though, man. You know, I'm going to send you some love when the time is due. I promise you, man. All thank right. You, thank you. There you go. So the people are sending you some love. But I do want to ask you guys this. We'll start with Zach really quick. Uh starting center and backup center. Because that's a position that I didn't hear many, anyone talking about. I know we were talking about the trenches earlier, but uh wh- how do you see that how do you see that working out? I mean, obviously we have Mac, right? But who's the guy behind Mac? That's that's the big question. That's a good question. Um, you know, Richburg
4: just retired. Gosh, who who I'm trying to look at the roster here. Who had it?
0: Who's behind we started, you know, I'm trying to say, yeah, no, I and that's that's what I'll, I honestly it's not. It's pull not up, uh, I'll
6: pull up PFF and see who took snaps there. So keep, keep go ahead, keep talking. Sorry, Zach. thanks, thanks. No, 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 you're good, thank you. Um, and if somebody else has an answer, please jump in. Like, it doesn't have to yeah, be, I, I, I think, think so
0: it could you be Brown
5: School. I think, yeah, think Brown School think. gets snaps there. And is Garland still in the roster?
3: No, I don't, Garland's, Garland's not on the, the, on team, in the team. Okay, eight, so yeah, Brown
5: School, I, I would say Brown School.
3: I think Brunskill backs up all three interior spots. I think he's first one off the, off the thing. And so if you have an injury, Brunskill's coming in at guard or center, I believe, initially. And then if there's another injury, you would slide Brunskill to center and then put in another backup guard, whether that's Jalen Moore if he's ready, Tom Compton. Don't know why he's still on the roster. Don't want to, like, <laughs> whatever, but, like he's got a lot of playing experience and again it, the versatility that they talk about so freaking much you know that's their hot button word but you've got guys like school who could play guard you have guys like colton mckivitts who could play guard tackle so there's a lot of guys you, you remember uh the like first game he had to play right guard <laughs> like,
0: like right I mean yeah.
3: you can slide these guys around a little bit hopefully we don't have to do that but I, i'm that was, with, uh, with the vikings
0: game right was that the vikings
3: it was some god-awful game. It was, it
5: was very so bad. Early and I'm like, it was, the Vikings. It was yeah, his right? first career start, and that was his first time ever playing guard. <laughs> After the uh, 49ers lost uh, Par- Parsons or Person or whatever, they lost, they lost him. And then they yeah. lost uh, uh, Garnett – or not Garnett, excuse me. Um, uh, the, the guard that we were just talking about from uh, from Stanford. And
0: you, oh, uh, Garnett, Garnett. Garnett, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Garnett.
5: They lost him, like, in, like, back-to-back quarters. So they had to move McGlinchey in his first ever start in the NFL to
0: guard his first time ever playing at that position. Horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. I don't want to see that happen again. Uh, And listen, guys, we have crossed the hour mark, so that is going to basically conclude the show. But I do want to ask you guys one more thing here. Um, We talk about getting better, and it's not just about followers and subscribers. It is still still May. Uh, It's mental health awareness month and so uh it's something that uh, i want to make it a point to uh just see how people are feeling um i don't know about you guys but there are times where we do a show and or we'll ask about questions and topics and stuff there are some awkward conversations i don't look forward to having as someone with a platform uh and so what i wanted to do was try to get everybody outside their comfort zone if there is a topic or a subject that you guys have had um hesitation about discussing i want to know what it is and see if we could come together and try to like um give pointers to a person because something that i'm uncomfortable with might be something that uh eric is completely fine with or something that zach is uncomfortable with it might be something that rich is completely fine with and vice versa so i want to open up the floor here uh and if no one has anything then that is absolutely fine uh, oh, I saw a volunteer already. Look at that. My man's throwing himself in the fire. So let's I go got you. This. I got you. And uh, like, yeah, uh, let's, let's just see if we can help each other out here. Okay. So
4: off season, we were all talking quarterbacks who the 49ers going to get. Obviously, Deshaun Watson became a hot name. 49ers became very connected to him. All of the off the field concerns happened. Um, a lot of allegations. It's, it's, I find it kind of troubling to, to separate the player on the field and obviously how do you weigh that with he hasn't been found guilty of anything nothing's even really been brought it's tough for me to kind of discuss these things because there are always going to be people in in my comments kind of saying like oh my god i can't even believe that you're considering this right how do you weigh an accusation <laughs> against you know like it's it's tough it, it really is tough because the thought of adding to sean watson obviously when all this came out it was like oh, well is it even still a possibility? Technically, he's still in the NFL.
5: So, yeah, yeah that's kind of what, I'm, what I am What I was struggling with how to discuss it. Well, what you're struggling with is that there's some weird stuff going on. And, like, no matter how you <laughs> kind of spin it – and, again, we don't want to say, like, oh, he's guilty of this or that. But right. just, you know, having that many masseuses be involved, whatever, like, <laughs> like it is probably different because of COVID times. But I know I was in the league, and, and they had the whole thing set up for you that the moves – masseuse come through it was like a dark room they had like multiple uh tables you go to the table they got a bunch of different uh masseuse like you know being able to massage you out um you know and then typically if like that's not good enough for you or whatever you probably have one person you go through but not like 40 people involved like that Mm -hmm. that's it starts to get a little weird so like again we don't want to say he's guilty of anything um he has admitted to having some type of yeah sexual interactions with these people but saying it was consent so i mean there's that part of it but to me it's it's just weird in general to to have that many masseuses involved with one person like we're talking about 20 women coming out against him and then another 20 where he's like well these 20 people have had great interactions with me and nothing bad like you know what i'm saying so it's like like brad how many different masseuses do you need like so that part to me that's just like a red like it's just it's just weird well,
0: let yeah, me I, let me bounce. This, uh, I'm sorry. Let me bounce this off of Eric really quick, and then I'll get to who who, who that was that was about to speak. But yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, do teams? Let me let me, let me I don't want. I don't. Then he, I don't
5: then, want, want to, then he wanted to like to rub the booty hole and stuff. You know, it's just weird. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. no.
0: Forget, forget <laughs> that part of the analogy. <laughs> totally. Forget that part, right? Do teams have? You gotta um, hit the um, hole, man.
3: Do, do, <laughs> no.
0: Jesus. Oh, man. Do organizations have a uh, team? massage days where there there's 20, 30, 40 masseuse, masseuses yes. masse, what's plural of masseuse? I don't know but 20 or 30 of them in the building at one time is that something that happens because I'll tell you what I heard. I did try to reach out to people that I I don't speak of publicly to find out and they were saying that that is something that happens in NFL circles and teams have like a a, a staff of, of different things not just masseuse. Chefs uh, all kinds of stuff, right? And what happens is when they need something for the the team, they call the staff in to do things. Is just just Eric, really quick, is that something with your experience that has happened, or is it just you talked about the the team massages? Is it like just one or three people, one to one to five people, and then they rotate guys uh, throughout the day? How, how, how do they you, work you, in your
5: the, from my experience? You sign the list at the time that you want to come in and and get your massage, and you go in there. It's kind of a dark room. There's like ten. The tape massage tables and you get your massage and they got the little low music and all that, whatever. Um, that's what the team offered to you. Now, most okay. people you can go to somebody or a lo- I know a lot of dudes that have the house visits, and somebody comes to your house yeah. and gives you a massage, yeah. and you have this one person that you go through and, and and they do that, and great, like you you know what I'm saying, like. Or, you know, most people is like, if you are into that different type of stuff, you have a girl, hey, come through, give me a massage. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got the little girl come through, you know what I'm saying? Give you a massage or whatever. But like, that, again, I'm not saying he's guilty or anything. I'm just right. saying it's weird. Like, that, you Whoa. know what I'm saying? Just from, and even on the lower level, me being in the arena league and stuff like that, like, we had a masseuse, like, come through and, and they right. came to the uh, to the thing and they were like, there'll be like three of them um, and they will come through and they give you a massage or whatever. So- yeah, I just find it weird, like, like to have forty people involved with one
0: person. Right. Well, I have a response. I have a really good response for that. But I want to open it back up to the panel. If anybody else wants to jump on this before I give my thoughts, I see John yeah. shaking his head. So go ahead, John. I got you, bro.
3: Yeah, man. Somebody put out on Twitter, like, describe what you do for a living poorly, and, and you know, I put the thing. Talk about grown men playing catch. Like, that's my job. That's what we're talking about at the end of the day. Now, I love football, and this has been a positive influence on my life since I was young. And whenever you get situations like this, again, you can kind of step back from the Deshaun Watson, and you can apply it to anything. Humanity comes first. And so it's, it's hard to balance this idea of, look there's some shady stuff going on whether he's guilty or not i don't even care that's not what's important the problem is this is a real problem that people will experience on the daily and a lot of our listeners have lived through or have loved ones that have lived through this and so again back to your original question this awkward conversation and how to handle this stuff with a platform i think what you have to always do is you step back and you say look this is the issue, and I think you've done very, very well at this, by the way, Mike. Uh, you step back and say this is the issue, and again, you put everything into perspective. Sometimes the trade for Deshaun Watson doesn't really give it like who gives a damn? That's not the priority. We're allowed to shift a little bit of awareness on an issue that this country has, you know, a problem with for sure. And I mean, you could look Robert Kraft, like, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that, right? Like that, that that's the issue but whatever happens to a player or whatever on this different scale, it's a whole nother thing, but it's not. And so again, you raise awareness to these issues. And- There's a
5: difference though. Like there, yeah, yeah. there is a difference because I think where Robert Kraft was going, like, that's what, that's what he's going there for. Right. Like, like what, and again, not saying Watson right. is, is accused, but when you read the conversations, they are the conversations of I'm going to get a mas- massage. Like that that's what he's going there for. And then right. it turns into something totally different where Robert Kraft, he's walking into a little rub and tug place and he and, and the people that's there doing the rub and tugging, <laughs> like they know, they know what they're doing. Like that's a totally different situation. Right. And right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so well, yeah, they're, they're, they're different.
0: I think, I think this, I think this is how you handle the situation, Zach. And it's not, I mean, I know we're talking about, uh watson because that was the that was like the topic of the off season right with him in particular uh I, I i'll give you my personal opinion i think the team had a lot to do with the sabotage um and i can't prove what i'm saying but from my understanding teams have a rolodex of masseuse of massage therapists i'm gonna say that because i don't know what plural is for masseuse and I'm not saying that they paid these women to come out and say this and sign this waiver or whatever, or, or the, whatever the case may be. But I think it's very, very odd, the timing of it all and how it all played out. Now, when it comes to players in general who were under the gun, uh, if someone were to ask you, do you still want to trade for this guy? Uh, let me, let me use Justin Hardy as the opposite of uh, Deshaun Watson here. Right. We all remember, well, maybe you guys don't, but we, the, the allegations against Justin Hardy were vast—the the, the guns and the slamming this woman all over the room and, and the abuse and all that, right? But the Cowboys still acquired him, and they they still couldn't wait. And they have a com, a commissioner's for a reason. Who said something? Who was that? Who yeah, that? It's Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy from the Cowboys, though. What Hardy. was my name? What name? Justin. Justin Hardy Hardy is the wide receiver. I'm sorry. Greg Hardy. You're right. I'm sorry. Did not want to put that out there on Justin. My my apologies, but Greg Hardy, the Cowboys went out, they still went out and got him. and they had this commissioner's exemplus, uh, Adrian Peterson. Right. So the way you, the way you, I would answer these questions is this, as far as the player goes, do I still want him? Yes or no. As far as what he's accused of, I want to see it play out in court and if things don't go the way that they're supposed to, that's what the exempt list is for that. The, the teams can cut them. Teams can acquire these players with an out in the contract pending whatever the case is, you know, it, it is tough for us to handle those things because we're on the fly, you know, we're, we're doing these things day by day, you know, multiple times a week and we're going to be faced with those questions. It's just really, really hard to, to, to balance it out. But just think of, just just think of you know the the protections that teams have in place for stuff like that. They have you can make a trade and you fail a physical, that trade doesn't go through. So the teams have outs, uh, and then we have to be able, like what John was alluding to, to separate uh the, the the play versus real life. And and it's okay to do that on your platform. All right. So does anyone else want to jump in on that? Or do we have another topic? Gonna- that power- go ahead.
6: I was going to tell, say Zach too, I mean, your platform, I mean, all of ours except for Crocker's and, and John's are probably, you know, they're, they're not big. I mean, they're, they're smaller, you know, we're just, we're, we write for blogs, websites, whatever. And we interact with people on Twitter. Um, in that case, I mean, you speak your mind, man. You, you guys, you all follow me or whatever. And we all follow each other and you've seen all the political stuff that I post. I don't give a shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, my editor at Niners Nation, Kyle Posey, everybody knows who he is, and he agrees with 100 percent of my political stuff, and he don't care when people complain to him about my timeline and things like that about that stuff, and um, you just you, you know it really it really boils down to what do you believe, you know what are your convictions and your values, and don't be afraid to to speak to those, um, you know with the Deshaun Watson stuff, all initially it seemed pretty shady to me. And then you get more into like the court filings and you read some of those and the statements and the text messages. And, you know, he was doing all this stuff during COVID and it's just, you know, you can say, don't be afraid to say what you want initially and then change your mind later when new information comes out. Um, That happens all the time. I mean, you, you know, you don't have to hold the same opinion, like, you know, throughout the whole whatever, whatever the situation is, you know, you're allowed to change it based on the information you're given and yeah. based on the information we had at the time, initially we you know, there wasn't enough out there and uh, maybe the prudent thing to do is it just not say anything, but we all, you know, we're all in the business on at least on Twitter and on our websites of speaking our opinions. Um, so is- don't, you know, don't be afraid at any point to just, to just speak it, even if people aren't going to agree with it. I mean, you know, don't worry about that. You know, you, you, you always, you reserve the right basically to go back later on and say, yeah, I was wrong about that. I, I was wrong about this situation. And I did that with the Watson thing internally. I was like, wow, I gotta think, I think we're wrong about this guy. You know, that I don't think it's going to turn out good for him. And, and, you know, there's, there's just a lot of shady things though with that, with that situation. Um, and the other thing you can do is just not talk about it. I mean, you know, there's no, there's no harm in not saying anything. Um, You know, we don't have to express an opinion about everything at all times. And it just really boils down to what what do you feel comfortable talking about? And and, you know, put, you know, give it some context, give it some information. Try to have, you know, an opinion that may not be out there and and speak it, you know, or or you don't have to. I mean, you know, you should but you shouldn't feel. um Uncomfortable is a natural feeling, but you know, don't don't feel uncomfortable putting an opinion out there. If, if people don't like it, you know, they'll let you know. They may unfollow you or whatever, but um, sp- speak your mind, man. I mean, you might you might find that people are gonna open your eyes to some new information that you may not have been aware of, and that happens to me all the time, um, especially online. So, you know, it's it's gonna happen. People are gonna, always gonna disagree with you no matter what you say. Um, I'm just, you know, the Watson thing. I think I was done talking about it when it was apparent that nothing was going to happen. And I will say the thing that really made me mad um, in just dealing or not dealing, but conversing with people on Twitter about it was that they seemed to only care about his innocence or guilt if it meant that he was going to be on their team or if it meant yeah. they were going to Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, they didn't care one way or another about his guilt or innocence or about the. Mm-hmm the victims and what they're going through and things like that, it just boiled down to, well, maybe this will allow us to keep Garoppolo. So who cares about what happens to him or, or the victims in the case. And I really, that really made me mad. So yeah. um, even then, you know, it's, it's it's people putting out their opinions, man. And, and eventually, you know, like with the Greg Hardy thing, you know, it, it outraged everyone and then everyone just stopped talking about it. That's just what happens. Um, People forget about it. Fans forget about it. You know, I will say nature of it too fast uh, on the timeline these days. uh, Yeah,
0: I will say with uh, Greg Hardy, it's still fuck him. I I don't you know.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, I I didn't forget about it. I know people stopped talking about it. It wasn't in the headlines anymore. Mm -hmm. I still don't like what the Cowboys did. Mm -mm. I don't like what they represented for the NFL. I thought they should have been penalized for that. Uh, that guy is still scum. I don't care if he goes to MMA. I don't, I, I don't care what that guy does. He is, he is a POS. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to get too out of pocket, but I do understand what you're saying, Rich. And, and right. what Rich is basically saying is be yourself unapologetically yeah. uh, because those are your opinions. However, don't be afraid to admit when you're wrong. What, don't be afraid to walk something back. So often in, in, on Twitter, especially uh, you'll tweet something and it's an opinion. And then as soon as you're wrong, here come a hundred people saying, ha, you said this, you said this, and they can't wait to do hey, bro, I was wrong. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. If everything was just black and white and, and you know, it came out one way, there'd be no reason for a football season because everyone's going to say my team is the best. There'd be no reason to play games because you're going to see the numbers. And Oh, well, this team is going to win. None of that matters. Don't be afraid to say you're wrong. So I, I like exactly what Richard's saying. Well, well said, man. Um, I'm gonna bring my man Breezy in here because I saw him jump in. Let me find them. These squares are getting a little small. There he is. He's up at the top, man. Breezy, yeah. Let him know who you are, where you from. Hey, listen, man. You you repping two sets today because you Cough got four Where
2: here. I'm from, Marcy sunny, nothing ah, nice. Now nah, what's good, everybody, man? I, I wish I could have got on earlier, man. I had like two podcasts tonight. I had to talk about my Celtics bummer. I had to talk about this movie I had to watch. And I'm I'm glad to be on with you guys, man. I'm sorry I missed Look, most of the fans. show. But uh, they are. You know what? Don't you know, it's funny because Laker fans not shut up because (laughs) Laker fans are are talking shit because they won the game. I was hoping I prayed for the Lakers to lose last night only because they couldn't say shit today. But since they won, (laughs) it's okay, Eric. It's okay, Peachy. It's okay, whoever's a Laker fan y'all could talk. You know what I'm saying? Look, there's no way my Celtics should beat the, the, the Brooklyn Nets. That's that's what it is. And if they do. And if they don't, I mean, they shouldn't. I mean, look, who, they got like 25 All-Stars on the Nets. But it's good to just hear y'all talking 49er football, man. And it's really cool to see all the platforms up here, man. So shout out to each and every one of you. We all got to work. We all got to jump on each other platform at yeah. some point in this uh, this offseason. Gear up for the season, man. We got a lot to talk about. Whether we right or wrong, we got a lot to talk about. So that's when I jumped in and mm-hmm. I heard you talking about Justin Hardy, I'm like who the fuck is Justin Hardy? But I'm anyway, playing.
0: Justin Hardy is a real NFL player. He ain't the guy you was talking about. i really, really like that went to Atlanta. I liked him coming out of the draft. I wanted the Niners to get him. See you. It's okay, Mike. Yeah. You were wrong, but that's okay. No, it's cool, no, but you know, I made, I didn't make that mistake. <laughs> my bad. Man. And, and that's the thing. Don't be afraid to say you were wrong. I know, okay. um, I know. But thank you for jumping in here and showing some love. I do want to open the floor back up to the panel. Any other awkward conversations?
1: Yeah, or, or, um, I, um, I actually let's uh, do it. wanted to, to say something. I was so as far as what um, Zach was just saying about or not not Zach. I'm sorry. Rich was saying about the idiots that were coming out on Twitter that were not caring about the victims, not caring about the whole situation, just caring about, you know, Jimmy mm-hmm. and the whole nine yards. I cussed a lot of people out on Twitter about that.
0: <laughs> you got to sometimes <laughs> because
1: it was, it was, um, it was it was crazy. It was uncalled for it and it was just outright stupid. And some of them have platforms, and I didn't care. It was like, whatever, you know, that mm-hmm. that um you you shouldn't, you know, you just can't do that. The only thing that I was gonna say is the one thing that me and Breezy do while he's on here on nitty gritty is one thing that that we had talked about and making sure that we just kept it real. So if we do have a subject, uh, the one subject that we dealt with was when Justin Fields was in the headlines about all the wrong things that was wrong with him, It you was know, a quarterback, me and Breezy addressed that as a black quarterback, the kind of of, of things that always come out, they always come out the same way. We didn't shy away from it. We had people in our chat that were like, "Oh, you know, we could talk about something else." But just like um, I believe it might have been Rich said, they're not all going to agree with right. you. You're you're going to have people that are going to be for what you're saying, you're and people that are against it. But at least they're listening to you, and yeah. they, you know, and they they are paying attention to what you're saying. Because I feel like that if someone is mad enough to get upset about something that you're saying, that means that they heard what you said. Mm. So that to me is, is the only thing I really wanted to say about that was. So,
6: that I've like written uh, three football related articles that covered um, kind of like the, the politics. Well, one of them wasn't. So I wrote in 2017 after Kaepernick um, was cut that I thought he should still be a starter in the league. And I wrote this article for web zone and I, I broke it down. I broke the film down, wrote what I thought. And, uh, for months, I had people in my email, people in the comment sections on Twitter messaging me, um, and it's basically everyone in the emoji that, or not the emoji, the meme that you see with the the car selfie people in the you know the the Oakley sunglasses and the the MAGA crowd basically, and I, those people were mm-hmm. flooding my my DMs, email for months after I wrote that, um, and then I wrote another piece a couple of years later at when Bosa was drafted, you know, and I. I I thought, you know, because Bosa had said stuff on Twitter that he thought Kaepernick was a clown and all that. And um, I basically made the argument that, like, you know, people that, like, support Cap and things like that don't really care what Bosa has to say. Um, It was just the double standard of it all. Um, And I got hate mail for that. And then I wrote before this draft about Justin Fields and the stereotypes um, of black quarterbacks coming out. And again, the comments were just filled with, you know, car selfie guy, uh, yeah. Oakley sunglasses. Just, you know, oh, you're an idiot. You know, this is stupid. You know, what? You know, the, why do you? You know, basically calling me the race baiter when the people making the arguments are the ones inciting it all. So. Yeah. You know, you just whatever I don't you know, I, I read the comments because I think they're funny. They're funny to me. And, but for a lot of new writers coming up, like I was when I wrote the cap stuff, it was like, God, this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. But, right. Uh, you know, now it's just funny to me. But, you know, just don't be don't be afraid to put that stuff out there, especially if it's near and dear to your heart. You know, uh, find the connection between football and, and that angle of it and, and write about it and put it out there. Um, get it off, get it off your chest, so to speak, if you have to, you know, mm-hmm. um, and yeah.
1: so that was actually feel a feel really like- great article that you, that you, that you did yeah, on that. I Justin agree. Fields thing, by the way,
3: it was awesome. Fantastic. And, and, you know, I want to just real quick, I'll say this at the end of the day, we are fans of sports teams and this is supposed to be fun and mm-hmm. uplifting. Whenever yes. you get to the point where you're following people that are you know, toxic or negative all the time, and that starts to affect the way that you feel, man, p- Twitter, block them. Unfollow those. Quit listening yes. to those podcasts. A lot of the national media, oh my gosh, I have almost half of them muted. Why? Because all they're trying to do is get clicks and say things. It, there's, there's a lot of prominent people. The, the highest paid people in this whatever, they start with the idea of, What will piss people off and get them to talk the most? That's what I want to put out there. It has nothing to do with content, Mm -hmm. honesty, based on reality, whatever else. Stephen A. Smith doesn't even watch football, guys. He doesn't even watch football. He can't tell you the players that are out there. Right. He's just trying to piss people off and attack people because it gets picked up and because, you know, it's entertaining. And that's fine. But understand where you are and get that crap out. There's so many badass platforms here that are positive and and encourage community and uplift all this stuff. Spend your time with those people and mute and block the people that uh, bring all this distraction and kind of like anger. Get that out, man. There's no need for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you, John. Um, Sincere sincere people are always going to rise to the top. Always, you know, uh, there's only so long you can sit here and just be a, a headline person because people are going to notice you're wishy washy on certain subjects. Yep. Uh, that's not going to last. But what makes people here and what we do successful is passion, because the passion is going to keep you going through the good, the bad and everything in between and that's what's going to separate us from everybody else. So guys, I want to thank the platform that is on here right now. You guys have been absolutely phenomenal. I can't tell you guys about the text messages I'm getting, the DMs I'm getting. You guys have been phenomenal tonight. So thank you to everybody who jumped on. Eric Crocker had to go. There's a basketball game on that's right right now that I'm sure one of somebody on here wants to see. Uh, I won't say any names or anything like that, but you know we are uh we are going to continue to do things like this i have another show planned with another platform oh I'm on this platform with more people for another panel like this and if you guys want to invite us anybody it doesn't have to be me anybody from nothing but niners onto your platform to do something like this we are open to it guys just let us know seriously we are a phone call text dm whatever it is uh away And we will happily help you guys. Sean gives us the final contribution of the night. Please pray for these Laker fans. Come on, they play in the city of Fallen Angels. Laker stands for he's meant stands for Lake of Fire. Just saying, he be taking it to the Bible, man. Sean, Sean,
2: biblical on cats, real quick. Lake (laughs) of Fire. (laughs) Dang, yo, like that. You made me read Revelation again, Sean. Come on, man, that's the scariest book in the world.
0: Oh my gosh, yes, you ain't lying, man. You're not lying, bro. But um. That's going to do it for us here tonight Um, on another... Well, never mind. I won't even say it now. I was going to give a teaser, but that's okay. We'll do it for another time. Thank you all. All the platforms, all the panels here represented, guys. Make sure you go out and give them a follow. They are excellent, excellent people who work hard to bring you guys serious, serious content. John said at the very beginning of the show, 49er fans are spoiled. I don't know another fan base with as many prominent platforms and different personalities consistently bring you guys things. So... 49er fans, you guys have the best. Take advantage of it. Listen to everybody. Watch everybody. Form your own opinions. And like Rich said, be yourself unapologetically. Uh, That's going to do it for us here tonight. Breezy, help me take this thing home. You ready? Yo. Prepare for glory. (laughs) Anticipate pain. But always.
2: (laughs) Remain faithful, (laughs) motherfuckers. Yeah. (laughs) Peace.